On today's Dinger Corners, we are covering top series two this time. So we covered series one last week as a year in review. And now we are covering series two as a year in review. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's Dinger Corners. Hey guys, before we get into it today, I wanted to talk to you about breaks that I have tomorrow. If you are watching this on Thursday the 28th, we've got breaks on Friday the 29th. I will be doing them, and you can see them here on the Slab Sox product page. We have a top five spot guaranteed uh, Chronicles football mega boxes and Prism Cello Packs. So that is, you get, each spot gets one of the top quarterbacks you don't know which one you're going to get it's random but you get one of the top five rookie quarterbacks Tua, joe burrow justin herbert jordan love jalen hurts um and that should be a good time and then we also have because this is a baseball podcast we have a baseball break tomorrow and this is two boxes of tops chrome ben baller hobby boxes we opened one yesterday and we hit a grand total of six color cards um Along with two Christian Bachets and a Cabrian Hayes and a uh, at least those guys. I don't remember who else was in it. Um, but it was a really cool box. It's a really good box. Well, we've got two more and we've got a top four guaranteed team. And so what it is is it's the Pirates and the Padres, the Braves, Marlins, the Angels and Phillies, the Cardinals and Orioles. So if you buy in you will get either the pirates and the padres so cabrian hayes and jake cronenworth you will get the braves and the marlins so you'll get pache and jazz chisholm the angels and phillies so you'll get bomb and adele or the cardinals and orioles so you'll get dylan carlson and ryan mountcastle um I tried to make them as even as possible uh just from the prices on these things and stuff so I, it should be a good time it should be a good time so if you are interested in that Go to slabstocks.com slash shop, which you can see here. You can click on the shop button. It'll bring you to this page, and you can get in there. Should be a fun time. Will happen tomorrow if they sell out. Thanks, guys. Welcome, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slabstocks. I'm your host, Nate. And today, Series 2. So I promised you we did Series 1 last week, Series 2 this week, and it will be right in time to look at Tops Update next week. And uh, the reason I wanted to cover these, if you weren't paying attention, was because this rookie class was pretty poor this year, just from like a high-level look. A lot of guys, a lot of upside. Not a lot of guys hit that upside. Now I get it. Year 1, rookie season, hard to play. Um, guy on YouTube said... The expectation that guys are, and I'm, I'm reading this off my phone, which is why I'm looking to my right. Guys are supposed to dominate in year one. Is Laugh Bowl 2021 is a great buy right now, in my opinion. Kirloff, Adele, Mountcastle, Chisholm, Hayes, Carlson, and Bart, etc. That's a ton of potential. We've been spoiled by the Acuna, Soto, and Tatises. Acuna, Soto, and Tatis haven't proved they can stay healthy for a full season yet. Vlad and Otani were dirt cheap. We're going for dirt cheap before season started. Point being, atrocious is pretty harsh. Stock up on 2021 Tops Chrome Hobby Boxes while they are under $200. Now, I will agree. There's a couple things I will agree with. Number one, yes, there is an absolute ton of potential here. And I think we covered that at the end of last video 
where not all these guys are going to continue to play poorly or just play like, you know, solid, regular, everyday players. Some of them are going to become all-stars. Maybe even some of them are going to become MVP-type players. We just don't know which one that is. So I agree. There is an absolute ton of potential in these sets, in Series 1, in Series 2, and even top something. Um, and I also agree that, you know, we have been spoiled by the Sotos and the Acunas and the Tatises of the world. Uh, guys that come up and dominate instantaneously. And it's hard to watch those guys come up and dominate 19, 20, 21, right? And then not have that expectation for everyone. And even like Vlad, you know, Vlad was a 105 WRC plus guy. His first year, 115, his second year. Fine seasons, above average seasons. Disappointing still. And um, then he had this year, and it was amazing, right? And so, you know, you get disappointed when you are used to the Sotos and the Titises and the Acunas of the world. And I get that. And I'm I'm not, like, necessarily comparing these guys to Soto, Acuna, or Tatis. I don't even think they were as good as, like, Kyle Lewis or Luis Robert or Jordan Alvarez from last year, or Jordan Alvarez from two years ago. Like, we get spoiled by some of these guys, but we didn't even have that second tier. Luis Robert, Kyle Lewis, Jordan Alvarez type of guy. Maybe the closest was Jake Cronenworth. But, and he was really good last year and this year. But he's 27. Shortstop, 27. Second base, first base, 27 years old. And he's got Tatis to contend with. And Manny Machado and uh, Trent Grisham. All those guys that are big names on that team where he's not going to get a ton of love because he's already a 27-year-old rookie. So that was like the closest thing we had to like a Luis Robert or a Kyle Lewis this year was Jake Cornerworth. And then Dylan Carlson. And then from there, it got worse. Cabrian Hayes was under a 700 OPS, even though he was worth like 2.4 wins above replacement. Um, and on and on down the line, Jazz Chisholm was nice for a while. And, you know, he's a good player. But I don't, I don't think there's as much upside as people are thinking there is. Um, we'll get into that. But... Uh, so, like, I agree, we have been, this is a ton of potential in this class, and there is a ton of, like, uh, you know, there's just a ton of names. But, 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 major point, just because we got spoiled by Acuna, Soto, and Tatis doesn't mean that my point was invalid, since I still don't think they're as good as a Kyle Lewis, Luis Robert, or a Jordan Alvarez from previous years, Bo Bichette, and maybe we were spoiled by them too, but I'm not even aiming for the tip of the top. I'm just aiming for a guy that's pretty decent. And so um, looking at that, I just don't see a Luis Robert type player in this set um, currently, or a Jordan Alvarez, that type of stuff, uh, but we'll see. And, you know, some guys might have as high of a win above replacement as them, but, you know, they're just not as exciting. Like Dylan Carlson was good, 3.7, I think, baseball wins above replacement. But he's just not that exciting. So with that in mind, let's get into today. All right. So you'll notice, not a, not a, uh, not a PowerPoint today. I figured I wanted it to be a little bit more interactive. I wanted to be able to actually use the filters instead of having screenshots of the filters. So... For today, we are having just the Google uh, Sheets here. So you'll notice that we have a list, and it is a list of 18 guys. Cabrian Hayes, Alex Kirloff, Luis Campisano, Jazz Chisholm, Ryan Jeffers, Alejandro Kirk, Jose Garcia, Mickey Moniak, Jemai Jones, uh, 
Ha-Seong Kim, if that's how you say it, Daz Cameron, Brent Rooker, William Contreras, Esteban Florial, Pavin Smith, Luis Alexander Basabe, Sheraton Apostle, and Jake Cronenworth. Now, these guys are currently ranked by their prospect rankings. And you'll notice we only have seven guys. Uh, Ryan Hayes was ranked number seven by Baseball Prospectus before the year. Alex Kirloff, 18 by Baseball America. Luis Campisano, 36 by Baseball America. Jazz Chisholm, 58 by Baseball Prospectus. Ryan Jeffers, 60 by Baseball America, which shocked me. Alejandro Kirk, 70 by Baseball America. And Jose Garcia, who is now, I'm sure the R's are rolled in there. B-A-R-R-E-R-O. I cannot roll my R's. I won't even try it. So we're going to keep going with Jose Garcia. Um, Barrero? Barrero? I guess I will try it. (coughs) So 79 by Baseball America. And those are the only top prospects we have. Every other guy in this list, even if you're Mickey Moniak, who is a top number one pick, uh, Brent Rooker, who is a first rounder, Daz Cameron, who I believe was a first rounder, maybe a comp round first rounder, uh, Pavin Smith, who went the pick before Keston here, I believe, a couple years ago. Um, a lot of guys in here that were first round picks, but none of them are ranked prospects as of 2020, 2021. Some, some of them were ranked before that point. So there you have it. There's our prospect ranks. If we sort by age here, you'll notice that the youngest is 22. That's Luis Campisano and Alejandro Kirk, both catchers, which is the disappointing thing is that catchers don't cost a ton of money. You're not going to make a ton of money off of catchers. And the fact that the two youngest guys are catchers along with Chert and Apostle, uh, pretty disappointing. And it goes up from there. Alex Kirilov, 13, Jazz Chisholm, 13, or 13, 23. Um, you know, Cabrian Hayes, 24, Pavin Smith, 25, Brent Rooker, 26, Jake Cronenworth, 27, and a bunch of guys in the middle there. Um, you'll notice again this week that if I have their levels, if it says triple A, I don't know why I put Sheraton Apostle, triple A, double A rookie. No one knows, but if it has their level double A AA or triple A, I have their stats there. I think probably because I pulled all of Sheridan Apostle stats. And if I have MLB, then I have MLB stats. My guidelines were you had to have played 20 games. You needed to play at least 20 games for me to consider your MLB stats for this. Now, that's not a huge sample size. It's not a huge sample size at all. But um, you have to draw the line somewhere. I drew the line at 20 games because that meant I got to fit in Jose Garcia and Mickey Moniak. And so now that we have that out of the way, let's look at some of these guys. Now, it's not if we go to the Series 1 hitters, right? And if we go by wins above replacement, Z to A, you know, it's not bad. There was a number of guys that didn't play a huge amount of games and would have been over two wins above replacement. But it's not, like, spectacular. Series 2, on the other hand, is probably a little bit better if we go win above replacement here z to a uh two guys not available because they did not play in the majors this year luis alexander basabe and Sheraton apostle but then from there you've got jake cronworth with his 4.9 that's by far the best rookie and then jazz chisholm 2.4 brian hayes 2.4 hey song kim 2.1 now we don't have any guys in the ones um alejandro kirk would have been so would Alex Kirilov if they'd played a full season. So would Ryan Jeffers if he played a full season. So um, if you look at that, you know, this is probably just a little bit deeper of a 
group than Series 1. Um, series 1, though, obviously, you know, you've got big names in here. Jalen Carlson, uh, Jesus Sanchez, Nick Madrigal, Ryan Mountcastle, Kiba Ruiz, Joe Adele, you know, Bobby Dalbach, Joey Bart, uh, Christian Pache, Alec Baum. So you've got big names there. Um, not as big of names in this one. Alex Kirloff was a top prospect of Brian Hayes, Jazz Chisholm. You get the point. But they performed better. Um, and a lot of guys that were not ever given a prospect rank performed better. Jake Cronenworth, obviously. Uh, uh, Kim from the Padres. Now Kim, 25 years old, rookie, signed this past year. He never got a chance to be put on a prospect list. You know, so it doesn't really count. He would have been on there if if he had had a chance to. That being said, you know, this is a little bit deeper, but the names aren't as exciting. Like, you aren't going to go. You you would invest in Jazz Chisholm and Brian Hayes probably, but Jake Cronenworth, Padres, Kim Padres, both of those guys have to face off against the Fernando Tatises and the Manny Machados and the Trent Grishams and all those guys of the world to try to get uh, your investment money. Probably not likely, you know. Fernando Tatis commands a lot of attention. And if you're investing in Fernando Tatis, you're probably not concerned about Jake Cronenworth. And I'm a firm believer, very firm believer, that you need to be the number one or number two player on your team to be an investment. If you're not those two guys, or clearly those two guys, then you're probably not a good investment. Um, you can still make money, but I would rather not invest in those guys. And so Jake Cronenworth and Kim fall into that section and then after that you know you've got Alejandro Kirk who's nice but he's a catcher Ryan Jeffers is a catcher SMM Floral didn't play in the major leagues um and it goes down from there uh the one exception is Alex Kirilov who I think given more time given more uh experience could be a, a really nice player I'm expecting big things out of him and uh he's really cheap so you know we'll get into that for games if we sort A to Z Jose Garcia, 21 games. Mickey Moniak, 21 games. All the way down to Cronenworth, 152 games. Pavin Smith actually played 145. That kind of shocked me. But the Diamondbacks are bad. You're going to want to play these guys, especially Pavin Smith, who's 25. You're going to want to play them and see what you have in them. Pavin Smith, obviously worth negative 0.2 wins above replacement. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, 124. Kim, 117. Cabrian Hayes, 96. You remember he got injured. And when he came back from injury, he started hitting poorly, finished the season with an under 700 OPS, which was disappointing. Um, but, you know, there's bounce back potential, bounce back potential. And then uh, you got the rest of these guys in there. Now, if we go to average, sort A to Z, you know, Mickey Moniak only played 21 games and he was pretty poor. He batted under 100. 0.091, not good. Jamai Jones. Uh, 149. He's an Oriole. Not great. Daz Cameron, 194. I remember when he was a big budget uh, pick, and uh, he has not panned out. He's on the Tigers now. He was drafted by the Astros. Ryan Jeffers, a 199. Of course, Ryan Jeffers also had a 0.6 win above replacement. He was not. It's not about his uh, average. It's on base slugging and a, and some defense there. So uh, Ryan Jeffers is a nice player despite the average. And then Jose Garcia, 200 bat batting average. Brent Rooker, 201. A lot of, lot of twins on this list. Uh, Kim, 202. Even though he was worth 2.1 wins above replacement, he wasn't a good hitter, but he was a very good defender, which is nice because Fernando Tatis is not a good defender at shortstop, and I think I'd rather have the good defender and move 
Tatis's bat somewhere else. A um, couple other names in here. Alejandro Kirk hit 242, which is a little bit disappointing. Uh, he's got such a good bat. I expect a little bit more. But again, rookie year. Jazz Chisholm, 248, which is more expected. Alex Kirilov, 251. A little disappointing. Uh, Cabrian Hayes, 257. You'll notice not a single 300 hitter. Um, Luis Campisano close to 295. 300 obviously isn't that important, but there's also no 280 hitters and no 270 hitters either. And then only two 260 hitters in Cronenworth and Pavin Smith. And Pavin Smith himself was a negative win above replacement player on the season. By OPS, you've got, or on OPS, on base percentage, you've got Mickey Moniak, 167. Again, not good. Uh, Jemai Jones, they've had the two lowest averages. They also have the two lowest on-base percentages. Pretty easy to figure that one out. Um, Ryan Jeffers, 270, and Haesung Kim, 270. Uh, both not good. And earlier I said Ryan Jeffers on-base percentage. Ryan Jeffers doesn't have an on-base percentage. Slugging, 401, which still isn't good, but he did have 14 home runs and defense. Um, <clears throat> and on-base percentage, you go all the way. And by the time we get to a decent on-base percentage, we get to Jake Cronenworth, 340. And then Luis Campisano, 365. But Luis Campisano was in AAA, so his average also in AAA. So we didn't have a single 290, 280, or 270 average in this. And we also, our highest on-base percentage, because Luis Campisano, 365, was in AAA. And Luis Alexander Pasabe, 393, was in AA. Our highest on-base percentage in the majors this year, four top series, two rookies, 340, and it goes down from there, which is disappointing. Jake Cronenworth's 340 is fine. Everyone else's 328, eh, eh, not good. And brings us to slugging, 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 slugging. And this is also not good. Mickey Moniak, who knew? Lead slug or lowest slugging one 182, and then Jemai Jones, of course, 194. Um, Jose Garcia, 320 slugging, 352. Anytime you're in the 300s, unless you have a uh, unless you have an on base percentage in the 400s and your slugging is in the 300s, okay. But anytime you have a slugging in the 300s, that's not good. And so you have uh, Garcia, Kim, Cameron, Hayes. Rooker and William Contreras all in 300s for slugging. Contreras, obviously, and Rooker, obviously, pretty close, 397 and 399, uh, respectively. That's not good. You want to be in the 400s or 500s, ideally. Um, 500s, obviously, you're probably a really good player. 400s is a lot more bearable. So Ryan Jeffers, Estevan Florial, but that's AAA stats. Um, Pavin Smith, Luis Alexander Pasabe in AA. And then Shirt and Apostle AAA, Alex Kirilov, Jazz Chisholm, and Alejandro Kirk with the 416, 425, 425, or 423, 425. And then, uh, oh, Alejandro Kirk, 436. And then Jake Cronenworth with a 460 slugging. So not only does Jake Cronenworth have the highest average, he has the highest on base, and he has the highest slugging of all of these guys. He also had the highest wins above replacement, which is to be expected. And... He had the highest amount of home runs. So Jemai Jones had zero home runs. Jose Garcia has had zero home runs. Mickey Moniak had one home run in the majors. And it goes up from there. Um, the only person to break 20, Jake Cronenworth, 21. Jazz Chisholm, 18. 
and a bunch of guys. There's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys above 10 home runs in a season for rookies. Now, of course, there's a bunch of guys that would have broken 10 home runs, maybe even 20 home runs if they got in a full season. Uh, William Contreras, Contreras, Alex Kirilov, Alejandro Kirk all had eight, and they all played 60 or less games. Brent Rooker had nine. He played 60 or less games. So there would have been guys, if they played full seasons, to have more home runs, um, which, you know, pay the bills if you are looking to invest. People love home runs, which is why they invest in, like, Bobby Dahlbeck, even though he's 26-year-old first baseman. So those are all our stats. Obviously, Jay Cronenworth is the highest, but there are some guys in here that are exciting. And last week, I didn't do it for you this week because I only wanted to show you how to do it. And then you can go on to Baseball Reference and you can look up these guys and you can look up their month-by-month -month splits and you can see, you know, who was kind of figuring it out as the season was going on, who was losing it, and then you can invest in those guys from there. I didn't want to do it this week. Um, I think, you know, it's good to do a little bit of your own work. Uh, but obviously there are big names in here. Jazz Chisholm, 18 home runs, right? And 20-plus stolen bases. He was almost a 2020 guy. If he'd played a full season, if he hadn't got injured, he would have been a 2020 guy. As a shortstop, as a 23-year-old with an electric personality, Jazz Chisholm is an investment-worthy guy. Uh, despite the fact that he, you know, a 248, 303 on, 248 average, 303 on base, and a 425 slugging, not spectacular, I would still invest in him just because of his personality and his power and speed potential while playing shortstop. Easy, easy investment. Jake Cronenworth, I wouldn't invest in just because, you know, the age and the team. Um, and then you got guys like Alex Kirloff, probably an investment for me. Alejandro Kirk, catcher, eh, but the bat's so good, and he's only 22. Maybe an investment, you know. Cabrian Hayes, obviously an investment, but he is going to be 25. Remember that, 25 third, you know, year old third baseman. Um, I think he was so good his first year, though, 23, that people will kind of, Look past last year and look towards next year for him. So Cabrian Hayes probably investment, you know, the, the regular cast of characters. But there's definitely guys in here that while they had maybe decent years, you know, the Ryan Jeffers, the Brent Rookers, the uh, <clears throat> guys like that, Esfan Florio, Pavin Smith, you know, just Luis Campusano, probably just not investments. And then for prices here. Let's go over prices. One last thing today. And I took their gold out of 2021. It was the last auction price here. So I didn't take any buy it nows. We went on auction, auctions only, and took their last price. You'll notice the date to the side of it. And there's a lot of guys for 99 cents. Luis Alexander Basabe. Of course, he is in double A. Um, probably not going to make the majors ever again type of thing. Um, that's a surefire 99 cent card if you... If people sold it for cheaper, they'd buy it for cheaper, probably. Daz Cameron, same story. Probably not a major leaguer going forward. Um, hey, Sung Kim, shockingly, 99 cents for the last one, which I would not have expected. Um, I do think there's some room. If you can get it for 99 cents, there's some room to go there. I think that could be like a $5 card, but I don't know if it could be much more than that. Because, again, Padres, too many uh, mouths to feed there. Shirt and Apostle. 99 cents and Ryan Jeffers, 99 cents. Ryan Jeffers, not shocking. 24 year old catcher, even though we had a nice year, is still, you know, backup catcher. They've got Mitch Garver. Uh, not going to go much more than that. Jemai Jones, $1.50. That was shocking. I would have thought he would be a 99 cent guy. And then from there, Brent Rooker, $1.99. 
Luis Campisano a dollar ninety nine, and it's pretty cheap. Everyone's under four dollars until you get to Alejandro Kirk five dollars, and that was on 10-01-2021. I didn't read off the dates for the other ones because anything under like four bucks is just not too important when the date was. But on October 1st, 2021, Alejandro Kirk sold for $5. Uh, Jose Garcia sold for on October 4th for $7.50. Alex Kirilov Gold sold for $12.63 on the 19th of October. Cabrian Hayes sold for $16 on the 11th of September. And Jazz Chisholm sold for $20 on the 15th of October. Now, what's crazy to me is that there is... There's some good potential here. There's some good potential in like Alejandro Kirk. There's potential in, you know, Jake Cronenworth. If his cards are actually $2.99, now that might just be an outlier, maybe a bad time to sell, sell something like that. I don't know. Um, but if they are $2.99, that's probably worth a buy, even though he's $27 on the on the Padres and stuff. Um, but the other guys, Alejandro Kirk at $5, bucks, i would take a flyer on that. Alex Kirilov at $12.63, I'd definitely take a flyer on that. Jose Garcia, I'd maybe take a flyer on that not 100% sure for $7.50 that's not bad um and then Cabrian Hayes and Jazz Chisholm those are the two guys with the most potential in this class uh for series two and you know just defensively Cabrian Hayes has such a stinking high floor if he manages to hit like he did rookie year he's an absolute star an absolute star and $16 for that card uh is dirt cheap I know people that spend $16 on you know, cousin subs or something there. Jimmy John's, you know, getting a, get a full size gargantuan or something. It's probably like 16 bucks. Uh, go to Culver's, buy yourself a triple burger or some cheese curds and a large drink. You're probably close to $16. And so, uh, you know, I know people that spend m money on fast food for that much, buying a pizza, 16 bucks. And you can get Cabrian Hayes, a legitimate, really good player who could be a really, really good star for the Pirates, despite being 25 next year, for $16, that's an easy one all day. And Jazz Chisholm for $4 more, that's a super easy one. The electric personality, the shortstop, the power-speed combo. Yeah, there's questions about his bat, you know, how much will he actually get hits. I get it. He hit 248 this year. I get it. But everything else is so nice about him. It's one of those things. And even if he doesn't stay at shortstop, he's still got the electric personality. Playing second is what it is. It's so dirt cheap. So dirt cheap. If we look at Series 1 and we look at their prices, sort A to Z, you know, we're looking at $31 for Dylan Carlson and $22.72 for Ryan Mountcastle. I would much rather have Jazz Chisholm for $2 cheaper than Ryan Mountcastle. I'd rather have two Cabrian Hayes than one Dylan Carlson, you know? And so I'd rather have Cabrian Hayes than Alec Baum even. And so for me, um, Series 2, I think, has a little bit more potential than, than uh, Series 1. I do think they both have good potential, and the guy on YouTube was right. It was a little bit harsh for me to say... You know, they're atrocious. It's not atrocious. There's some fine players in there. Um, they're just a little bit disappointing seasons uh, by and large. That being said, there's some guys in there. Please go on to Baseball Reference, look up their uh, pages, and find yourself some splits, you know, and find find what you can. Look at these guys, see how they're doing, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, this is just the start. This is just the start for you guys. If you want to find one of these guys to invest in and they're dirt cheap and they're good prices, you know, yeah, do a little bit more research and uh, let me know what you get. Let me know if you're thinking about getting any of these guys. Say in the comments, you know, if you're like, yeah, I'm buying in on this guy. I'm buying in on this guy. I would never touch that guy. Nathan, your highest can be. I would never in my life spend money on Cabrian Hayes. Let me know. Let me know what you think. And uh, I'm excited to do Tops Update next week. So thank you guys for listening today. And I will talk to you guys again next time.